Hello friends. Have you ever wondered what to do when life just sucks? Um, have you ever been through a season of life where life just stinks? Um, I don't know about you guys, but I have. Um, and I think a lot of people have um, at some point or another. If you haven't, that's awesome. I'm so excited for you. But uh, more than likely you have, right? And when we're going through rough seasons, it's, that's often a question, well, what do I do now? Life sucks. And then especially as Christians, we want to know, how do I handle the situation that's just so hard and frustrating and stinky? Um, and we also want to know how to get breakthrough, how to get to a place where we're no longer in the situation where life stinks, right? So today we're going to kind of talk about that. We're going to talk about what to do when life stinks. We're going to talk about some of the th key attitudes and behaviors that will lead to breakthrough if we apply them. So it's going to be a good one, and I'm going to end by giving you a couple of really great thoughts to um, think about and questions to answer for yourself to help you apply this to your specific circumstance, all right? So this is based in a passage from Mark is where I got this um, message today. So I want to go ahead and pray and invite the Lord into our time together so that we are just centered and focused on him, all right? Please join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this opportunity to share um, some of the things that you have taught me through various trials and testing and just really challenging situations, Lord, the, the lessons you've taught me through your word, through how to, how to deal with those situations. Father, I lift up each and every person who's listening today, Lord, and I just ask that you would bless them, Father, that you would surround them with your grace and that you would just um, encourage their hearts, Father, especially those who are watching this in the midst of a really frustrating, challenging, just crappy situation, that you would encourage their hearts give them hope and give them a vision and help them to see that this is just a season and that you're going to get them out of it eventually. Thank you, Father. I pray that you would just um, surround this time, put a filter over my mouth so that only that which is from you is what's spoken. And I just um, submit this time to you in your name. Amen. All right, friends. So I'm going to be reading to you from Mark chapter 1 verses 9 through 15, and then we'll dive on into the lesson. So Mark chapter 1, verse 9 through 14 says, One day Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee, and John baptized him in the Jordan River. As Jesus came up out of the water, he saw the heavens splitting apart and the Holy Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, and you bring me great joy. The Spirit then compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness where he was tempted by Satan for 40 days. He was out among the wild animals, and angels took care of him. Later on, after John was arrested, Jesus went into Galilee, where he preached God's good news. The time promised by God has come at last, he announced. The kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. So this passage covers actually a pretty decent length of time. Um, and other parts of the Gospels give a little more detail about both Jesus' baptism and his time in the wilderness. Um, but it's interesting to note that after Jesus was baptized is when the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tested. Um, he was tempted by Satan, but it was a test. 
And the Holy Spirit is who led him there to be tested. Um, it says the Spirit compelled Jesus to go into the wilderness. And this is key because this is the first step of his ministry journey. He's baptized both in water and then by the in the Holy Spirit. So he is full of the Spirit who is who compels him and moves him and, and guides him. And once he is filled with the Holy Spirit, the first thing the Holy Spirit has him do is go into the wilderness where he is tested. This is important because tests prove your readiness. Think about it. When you're in, in school, when you were a kid, when you were in college, whatever, tests proved your readiness to move on to the next level. That was the purpose of tests. It was to assess if you had, under, had um, understood and remembered what it was you learned at the current level and you would take a test and if you passed the test, you moved on to the next level, a higher level of education. That's how tests work. Guess what? Tests in life work the exact same way. You have to go through a test to level up to the next season of life. If your life is always perfect and you never go through trials and testing, it means you're not growing and you're not leveling up. It means you're stuck. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be stuck because being stuck is, there's no growth there. So the test proved that Jesus was ready for the ministry. He was taken into the wilderness to be tested. And the test through, came through the temptation of Satan. And his response showed that he was ready. So this is so important for us to understand, guys. Testing and trials come before promotion and ministry opportunities. It's going to happen. You're, you're going to go through trials, especially as Christians. You're going to go through tests. You're going to go through trials. And they're essential. Testing and trials are an essential part of our faith because it's through the testing and the trials that our faith is refined. It's a lot harder to trust and believe and have faith in God that he's going to take care of you and provide for you when you have no job, right? Because then you really are leaning on God. You're not leaning on a job to provide for you, for example. See, it is in these challenging situations of trials and tests where we have to decide, we're forced to decide, do we really believe God's word? Do we really trust him? Do we really believe him or not? This testing is absolutely essential. It is essential because it builds our spiritual muscles. Here's the deal, guys. Blessing, blessing is a heavy burden. It's, an, it's great. It's great to have an abundance of money and resources and the position you want and the job you want and the kids you want and all of the things, the relationship you want. It's, it's a blessing and it's wonderful, but it is a heavy burden to carry. You have to be strong enough to carry it. Guys, being married is a whole freaking heck of a lot harder than being single, believe it or not. I know those of you who are single listening to me are thinking, yeah, but I'm lonely and I feel left out because all my friends are getting married or whatever. But guys, and, and I totally feel for you, okay? Um, 
I, I do understand that si the single life has its own burdens. Um, but when you finally hit the point where you do get married, it is honestly, it's all so much harder. It's so much harder than being single because when you're single, you only really have to worry about yourself. It's you and God. Once you're married, there's that element of a relationship. It's that element of a spouse that you need to think about and love and care for and grow with. And, um, and so it's, it has its own challenges. It is a blessing. There are so many positive things that come with it, but here's the deal. When we're wanting a blessing, we focus on the positive, but we have no idea or we ignore the fact that it can come with challenges. Kids are a wonderful blessing. Um, I have a daughter and I'm expecting my second suit, um, in June, but and kids are such a blessing. I'm so excited and so grateful to have children, especially because um, my I had a bit of a challenge getting pregnant with my daughter. Um, I actually lost a baby before I, I had my daughter, and that was so hard, and I wanted a baby so bad, and I only saw the positives, right, which is fine. It's fine to focus on the positive, but I also had no idea how much of a, a challenge it could be, how much of a... Of a for lack of a better, a better word, burden, in the sense that it's an extra responsibility that you're carrying. I now no longer have 100% control over my time and schedule because I have another tiny human running around my house, <laughs> you know, taking her clothes out of her drawer right after I put them in it and um, waking up from her nap right as I'm sitting down to do some work or whatever. And um, so... It, there comes with that blessing of a sweet child that you get to love on and nurture and train in the way of righteousness. There also comes the the challenge and the responsibility of now my life is not as in control as I would want it to be, or I'm not as in control of my own life as I would want it to be because I now have another person. I don't know if all that makes sense, but the blessing also has a burden in and not in a negative sense but just in a, in a weight it's heavy right and so if you are given that blessing prematurely before you have the strength to carry it you will fall you will falter and you will fail and life will be worse off than before you had the blessing if you, I look back, I'm going to give a per, personal example. Before, um, in my first early years of marriage, or actually even before I got married, but it lasted into marriage, I really struggled with depression and anxiety. I had, it was really bad. I was, I had some major, major depressive episodes and I had lots of anxiety. Like I'm talking anxiety attacks daily, <laughs> daily. And all of that combined also to being super overwhelmed and unhealthy and my house was a mess because I was so overwhelmed and I just couldn't do things because I was depressed and anxious and it was a mess and I wanted a kid at that time even it was like I wanted to have a baby eventually but if I had had a baby right then that the it would have been a blessing still because a child is a blessing period but I was such a mess myself I didn't have the strength to be a mother right then because I was still such a mess myself and so the Lord took me through these testings and these trials of growth and he 
I had to learn how to manage my time better. I had to learn how to manage my home better. I had to learn how to get healthy and take supplements and get coaching and get um, teaching and learn to no longer be anxious and depressed and outgrow that and get out of that pit. And I did. Through the grace of God, I'm no longer anxious. I'm no longer depressed or overwhelmed or anything. I'm joyful and focused and have, um, I'm able to really focus on what the Lord puts in front of me with joy and peace. And, but, and now I have, I have a daughter and I'm able to carry that, the weight of that blessing. And so it's so crucial to understand we need to build up our spiritual muscles, but it's through the testing and the trials going through overwhelm and depression and anxiety that's a test that's a tr- it's a trial sometimes it can be the con- a consequence too of choices you've made but oftentimes it can be it's a trial that you need to learn to walk through and um, learn through and grow out of so that then you can have carry the weight of the blessing that God has for you So whatever it is that you're wanting, that you're aspiring to, the ministry that you feel the Lord's called you to, the promotion in a job, the promotion to another stage of life, whether it's getting married or having another child or um, moving to a new home, a new place, the promotion, the breakthrough, whatever it is that you're struggling with, that you're just wanting to break through, whether you are just stuck in a pit of anxiety or overwhelm or, or stress or depression or whatever it is, that breakthrough, blessing, ministry, promotion, anything, whatever it is that you're wanting, that blessing, it's going to be heavy. It's going to be amazing, but it's going to be heavy and it's going to require so much strength, grace, and faith to be able to carry it and walk in it well and not let it crush you. See, you can become crushed by the weight of your blessing. Think about it. This is one of my favorite examples. Um, if you look at some, uh, the majority of lottery winners, people who won the lottery, the majority of people who win the lottery, they get the money and yay, woohoo, I'm rich. But within a few years, they're back to whatever financial situation they were in before they won the lottery or worse because they didn't build the muscles to be able to carry the weight of the blessing of having that much money. And so they blow it and they buy the sports cars and the million dollar house and whatever, and they lose it and get in even worse financial straits than they were before they won the lottery. See, if you are not prepared for your blessing, it will crush you. Okay. So I've seen this happen also with people who jump into ministry roles before they're ready, before they have gone through the, some, some testing and some proving of their faith. I've had people that I know personally who became Christians and very quickly within a year of becoming a Christian got put into ministry leadership roles where they were like in charge of programs at church and 
they experienced major burnout because they had they were still baby Christians themselves and had no idea what they were doing and then had all this responsibility put on them and that they carried. And we see this also with people who are put into ministry too young. Sometimes, oftentimes they can fall into um, into sin um, that and when that happens, that can wreck not only their faith but the faith of others as well. Right? So you need to be so sober-minded and realize that being crushed by the weight of a blessing that you want, that can happen to anyone. But God doesn't want that to happen. God doesn't want you to be crushed by the weight of your blessing. He wants you to be able to hold it and carry it well and be a testimony of his goodness and his faithfulness. And so he gives you opportunities to build your spiritual muscles so that you can carry that blessing. And that how he gives you that opportunity to build those muscles is through testing and trials. So see, when we have this perspective of a season of testing or trial, is God giving me a spiritual workout to develop my spiritual muscles? We can look at seasons that kind of suck as seasons of grace from God. He has a plan for us, and that plan is to prosper and not to harm us. It is a plan to give us a hope and a future. From That's Jeremiah 9, 11 or something like that. 11, 9, I don't remember. That's from Jeremiah. Um, he also promises that all things work together for the good of those that love him and are called according to his purpose. And that's from Romans. See, part of this plan is the muscle-building process. Right? You wouldn't walk into a gym having not worked out in six months and jump straight into trying to lift like 100-pound weights. At least I hope not because you'll probably hurt your back. Right, You start with 10 pounds. Build up your muscles. Move on to 25 pounds. Move on and grow. See, you need to do the same thing spiritually. So when we have this perspective that the seasons of trial and testing our seasons of grace from God to build our spiritual muscles, that there is a purpose behind them, that God has a plan for us, a plan to prosper and not to harm, to give a hope and a future, that all of these things, no matter how crappy they seem, are meant to work together for our good, for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If you're a Christian, you love God, and he loves you, and he has chosen you, and he has called you according to his purpose. Therefore, every single thing that you walk through he intends to use it for the good, for your good and his glory. But you have to choose your own attitude about it. See, it might be for your good, but if you sit there griping and complaining and whining and having a poopy attitude about it, that's your choice and it's going to suck. That means that your life is just going to suck and you're going to be stuck in that season and that's just what happens. But if you choose to look at the positive, if you choose to see, Lord, I know you're doing something in this season. Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, what do you want me to learn in this season? Ask him to see it through, ask him so he, that he will give you his, you his eyes to see the season you're in through his perspective. Help him, ask him to show you how that it's, how is it an opportunity for you to grow? How is this an opportunity for you to learn? How is this an opportunity for your faith to be refined? When you look at it that way, you're going to find joy even in the midst of trial and testing. 
here's another thing too. It's important. It's an important thing to note that different areas of life can go through testing at different times. Sometimes there's some there's some seasons where just everything in life just gets turned upside down and it's just your whole life feels like it's falling apart. That happens. But sometimes overall your life is pretty good and you're pretty content and you're happy with it, but there's just that one area that you're really struggling in. That's okay. Lean into it. Ask the Lord what it is he wants you to teach you because here's the deal. We're holistic beings. What this means is one area of our life affects another area. So even if you're totally rocking it in one area, but you're really struggling in another, as you focus in on growing in that area of struggle, you're going to find that even in the area that you think you're rocking it, you're going to rock it even more. And similarly, if you find that you're really, really struggling with something and it's just kind of like everything's a mess, it could be related to some really, really deep thought that has has seemingly nothing to do with your house. Seriously, it's crazy. Um, for I'm gonna share a really personal example that I learned even recently for myself. I wa- I walked through a season where I was really struggling with self sabotaging and kind of just not doing what I knew I needed to do. I kind of I was having a really hard time organize, keeping my house organized, keeping it clean, staying on top of my schedule, and. I, having a really hard time with that. And I was like, what is, I was really frustrated. Like, what is wrong with me? Why am I having such a hard time following my system and my schedule? And why am I having such a hard time keeping my house clean and whatever? And I did some coaching around, I got some coaching and I discovered that I had this really deep seated belief that I had to make sure that other people were happy before I could be happy. I had this weird kind of I don't know if, I don't know if it was necessarily a savior complex but this belief that my that my life had to stay a mess until other people in my life had a better life and were happy with their lives. And that's not true. Like if you're drowning, you can't help someone else from drowning. Right? If you're sitting there barely breathing, having a hard time getting out of, you know, barely keeping your head above water, you can't help someone else who's also drowning. You have to get out of the water and onto the deck or onto the shore, and then you can help the person who's drowning, right? So once I learned that, I realized, I'm like, oh, and I thought that, and and it was, how does that relate to me keeping my house clean, right? It seemed really strange to me, but it did. Once I flipped that thought, I found that thought, and I was like, well, that's not true, right? I don't have to make sure everyone else is happy at the expense of me being happy. I flipped it and said, you know what? No, like I'm blessing other people by keeping my house clean, by doing what I need to do. Because when I do what I need to do and I have all my ducks in a row, I'm better in a better position to serve others and help others. I can't help anyone if I'm a mess myself. And so that thought got flipped and overnight, like everything changed for me. It was really crazy. But I share that to tell you, right, how you think about it is key. And if you're struggling, it could, the reason you're struggling could be a really deep thought that seemingly has nothing to do with how it's manifesting and where, where the struggle is showing up. Okay. So being open to that and understanding that your thought about this over here could be affecting your results over here. 
Um, but here's the other thing, guys. This is super crucial. Okay, listen. If if you if you're still with me, when we're going through seasons of trial and testing, the faster we can step into and stay in faith and gratitude, no matter what the external circumstances are, the faster we're going to get through those circumstances into the breakthrough we want. And while we are in those circumstances, we're going to have a consistent state of joy and peace. See, if you're focusing on the positive, if you're focusing on faith, if you're focusing on gratitude for what you do have and what you are dealing with, whatever it is that God wants you to focus on, when we focus on that, we're going to have joy and peace. And see, gratitude, gratitude is like a magnet. It draws your breakthrough to you when you're focused on the Lord and gratitude. So when you're in that state, you're going to get through the challenging situation a whole heck of a lot faster. All right. So I don't know about you, but when I'm going through seasons of testing and trial, I want to be in joy and peace. And this is a crucial way to do it. Stay grateful and stay faithful. So here are some journaling application questions for you to take what we've just talked about and apply it to your life specifically so that you can really get an idea of what you walking through this current challenging situation that you're in, what that looks like. All right. So first of all, are you in a season of trial and testing right now? And again, it's seasons. Sometimes we'll have seasons where we're going through trials and testings and other times we'll have seasons where things are great and we are flying high. So are you in a season of trial or testing? Yes or no? And then have you been handling it? How have you been handling it up till now? Have you been griping and complaining and focusing on how everything sucks? Or have you been kind of trying to ignore it? Or have you been grateful and finding the positive and seeing what you can learn? What this make, what does this make possible for you? And so how can you shift your perspective to be one of gratitude, joy, and faith in the midst of your trial? And I highly... And so I would recommend that you journal that. Is it, some, is it keeping a gratitude journal for a while? Is it asking yourself the question every day, what does this make possible? What does this situation make possible? Asking the Lord, Lord, how can I serve you today? What do you want me to focus on? All right, friends. So this is what you'll do. Journal, journal your response to these questions. And through that, hopefully you'll find some answers for yourself specifically of how to how to focus on joy and peace and how to choose joy in the midst of the trials because because here we here's the deal what do we do when life sucks we change our attitude about it we change our thought around it we say yeah this stinks this is hard but this is an opportunity to learn what does this make possible? We acknowledge it. We don't hide the facts. Because you know what? Sometimes life sucks. Sometimes there are some really crappy situations we go through. So you acknowledge it. You say, yeah, this sucks. But, but, what does this make possible? All right, friend. So that is what I'm going to leave you with today. If this was an encouragement to you, a blessing to you, or even a kick in the pants, 
I would love it if you would hit that subscribe button because it does two things. Number one, it helps you by giving you notifications every time a new video gets dropped so you can be one of the first people to watch it. The second thing it does is it, show, it tells me that you want to watch more videos and so I can make more. All right. And so I'd love it if you would hit subscribe, give me a like and a comment, share with me what you learned, what you took away. And, um, I will talk to you all soon. Have a fantastic day, my friends. Bye.